0: The Natural Man Podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man Podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcomes that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of The Natural Man Podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent, and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of The Natural Man Podcast. This is The Natural Man Podcast. We're on, man, And, and you're back on once again, Doug. Doug Godkin from AMEO Life. I'm not doing this formal introduction thing like I was telling you before because um, this is your third time here and you're, you're going to be joining us uh, more and more, which excites me because I, I love having you on and I like the insights that you bring. Um, so, so I'm not going all formal. I'm, I'm taking this like a almost like a co-host scenario versus a guest. Are you cool with that?
1: Totally, totally. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having us back. And yeah, we're we're definitely you know, we're, we're becoming a team here. What started as a, as a, you know, a single interview, it's it's now we're, we're meeting more regularly. And I think, you know, from the feedback that I've been getting is, is the the information that we're putting out there is, is radiating in in people's lives and and we're, we're making a positive impact. So as long as we're able to do that and, and help people with what we're doing here, I let's keep the momentum going.
0: Definitely, man. I mean, uh, I I love the different places our conversations go. And in all honesty, like I, I learn a lot speaking to you um, because you're on that other side. I've never really known anyone. I've bought supplements for decades now, but I've never known anyone on that side of the fence who's been involved in the manufacturing of quality supplements and not just, you know, cheap stuff that you can find anywhere, but... Um, I know you put a lot into what you do and you take this stuff seriously, you know, not everybody in this universe takes this seriously. You know what I mean? Like there's people that parade around, like they're into the health thing. And then, you know, so, so you're, you're the real deal. You know what I mean? That's why, that's why I like speaking to you on this stuff.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. We we just want to make a difference. Yep. Right. And, um, this is a calling for for us and you know we're not here I believe by accident in, in doing this and I believe that you know just in in my life that, that you know God put me in this situation and in mm-hmm. this place to to serve and to help and to, to serve others. so it, it's not something that we we don't take seriously and, and are mindful of every day in in every conversation and in everything that we do. Um, you know, to 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 make that first and foremost in in the who and the what we are.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. And and now is this time in history that we're in is more crucial than ever to get this information out because I mean, cancer rates, heart disease, they're at all time highs now, and clearly, as a civilization, we're doing something we're doing something wrong and and the most alarming thing about these diseases is that they seem to become they seem to be becoming more and more prevalent with younger ages like you know i can remember years ago colon cancer screening started at 50 and now they're starting to screen them earlier and and i'm reading different articles come across my desk um and my research that we're seeing colon cancer numbers rise in people in their 30s which was unheard of at one time so clearly as a race as a civilization we're doing something wrong and i think there needs to be more information like what you and i are are trying to put out there to help people to try to lower those rates we're not going to alleviate disease entirely but we can we can offset things we can hopefully guide people to have better qualities of life and, and hopefully not get as sick. I mean, do you think that's a realistic goal?
1: I do. I do. And, and today's, today's discussion may not appeal to everybody, mm-hmm. but what, what we intend to do here is I'm going to say, speak our truth. Mm-hmm. and what we believe to be the truth in the matter. And whether somebody listening to this agrees with what we're saying or doesn't agree with what we're saying, what I would say is just listen to it to the end. And because I think we're going to make a pretty compelling case here as to why we're seeing sickness on the rise and we're we're seeing disease on the rise and, and what it truly means to humanity Mm -hmm. and you know and and if anything i hope this isn't a doom and gloom speech but i hope that people find some inspiration and empowerment from what we're saying here
0: yeah definitely and what do you think it is like we're we're something went we went off the rails somewhere Um, well we
1: went off the rails in the beginning and and let's go back to the book of Genesis
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and let's look at just humanity for a second you know there's there's the animals and there's you know there's everything else that was created in in the earth but let's just look at at humanity here and we as, as people right were created in God's image and likeness and how do we know that For us that believe in what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. it tells us that, Mm -hmm. right in the beginning, right? God created man, God created woman in in his image, Mm -hmm. and we were created to have stewardship over the earth and over vegetation and and over the animals, right? Mm -hmm. So we also have this other character that has done nothing but want to be the destroyer, and. We we know who that is. It's the enemy. It's, it's Satan. But mm-hmm. if, if we think about it, if 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 we as people were created in God's image and likeness, Satan absolutely hates us mm-hmm. with a passion, and he, and he's going to hate us as humanity more than he's going to hate on the rest of the world, whether it be vegetation or or you know plant life or animals or anything else, because they weren't created in God's image and likeness. We as people were. Mm-hmm. So. Where am I going with this? Well if if we look at everything that's happening, you know we're gonna fast forward thousands of years now to, to today, right? Mm-hmm. And but the, the same enemy is still at play, the same principles are still at play than what we were created on. Did you agree with that? Yeah Okay. So with that being said, everything that's happening around us, is designed to destroy us mm-hmm. and and we also know that satan is the liar he's the deceiver right
0: mm-hmm.
1: so when we look at how the earth was created and how like the earth was created to substantiate life let's say we know that the earth was created to sub- substantiate health and wellness mm-hmm. but what we've done is as a as a race is we've manipulated so heavily the things that are going into and onto our body mm-hmm. and we can say that we've manipulated those through you know the pharmaceutical industry mm-hmm. and and we could go into the whole pharmacia discussion but we'll just we'll just keep it kind of high level for the time being mm-hmm. but when we look at the pharmaceutical industry we look at the food industry um, we look at the supplement industry we look at any industry let's say that's having an effect on Human life, its chemicalization. Yeah, right. And and it's it's substance, it's particles, it it's things that our body was never designed to be able to use, mm-hmm. process, and, and contact. Mm-hmm. And and whether you know, like we can go into so many different routes with this. Of you know, we can talk about you know chemtrails. We can talk about. You know poisonings of water. We can talk about what's happening in city waters, but if we just if we take a look at it all of it from a high level, we understand that that all of the things that are being put into our bodies are, are manipulating our bodies and destroying our bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and I personally believe that it's the enemy trying to do that mm-hmm. to us, right? Mm-hmm. Because why is mankind doing it? Well, they're doing it for greed. They're doing it to, to make money. And we could get into, you know, population control and all this kind of stuff, which, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are into. But if, if we just keep it high level, all of these things play into it, is we've got a destroyer that's trying to destroy the image and likeness of God, which is humanity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be done through any way that he possibly can do it. And, and I believe, like I say, that we're seeing that through the devices that are being used to rob the body of, of what it needs to function naturally. Yeah. So so with that, you know, we are going to see disease on the rise, sickness on the rise. But if we look at what the true foundation of disease and sickness is, one, and this kind of ties back into it again, mm-hmm. is disease is a man-made name to prescribe a medication. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and who controls that narrative? Well, the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. right? Cause they make money on both sides of the fence. You know, it's the same companies that are owning the food companies and the pharmaceutical companies. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll fill them full of chemicals on the, on the front end, full of foods. And then we'll sell them the prescriptions on the back end and keep them sicker on the pharmaceuticals. And that's not Mm -hmm. a conspiracy theory. That's just reality. If you Mm -hmm. just look at it, that from a chemicalization standpoint. So with that, we are going to see that decline of health. And if we see what the, you know, you were talking about children earlier is, is just look at what the kids are eating nowadays.
0: Oh, I know. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrific. It's horrific. I mean, um, you know, like, there's there's just so many things I see kids eating, kids and youth. You know, I was at a gas station not too long ago, um, just grabbing something. It was early in the morning. It was 7.30, and I think I needed, uh, I don't know, I was getting a bottle bottle of water. I was paying for gas. I don't remember. There was a problem at the pump, whatever. And there was this guy, I don't even think he was 18, and he, he had this big... <laughs> this big like blue drink, I don't know what brand it was, but I can tell you it wasn't pressed blueberries, you know, just some synthetic looking neon drink in a cup that he got from a fountain you know like a fountain dispenser and uh and like a a bagel, and that was his that was his breakfast, i guess and that's that's all he had to eat and and i oh and I think and a bag of chips. And that, that was his breakfast. Like, that's how he was starting his day. And I just found it alarming. I see this everywhere, but it just, it alarms me. Because it's like, you're you're starting your day off with what you hope is some usable fuel. And that, that there's fuel in what he's eating. But what is it doing to his insides? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a
1: lot of that. And, yeah. you know, I... The more and more that I've been trying to, I'm gonna say even put myself on a tighter course correction, mm-hmm. the the harder it is. Yeah, and um, you know, like our our, our food system is is a three day designed food system, right? So if we look at the grocery stores and, and the fresh produce and everything else, you know, it's it's a three day system. People's refrigerators are a three to four day food system, yeah. right? And then you look at what's in the cupboards and it's, you know, it's a six month to one year food system.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But if, if, if you pick up those foods that are in the cupboards and you just start reading the ingredients of them, it's, it's horrific on what Mm -hmm. we're putting into the body. Right. Mm -hmm. And we live in such a fast-paced community nowadays, where you're talking about you know somebody going and getting a bagel and a coffee and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and and that has become the norm is to you know stop for these you know quick fill up kind of foods. But like I was, I, I live 20 minutes outside of our, our nearest city here, mm-hmm. and so I was in the city yesterday and I was I was starving, and I'm like, what can I quickly eat? to you know to stop in right yeah and um and i'm just wrapping my head through thinking okay where can i go where can i go where can i go and I ended up being nowhere <laughs> like i said, i'm gonna um because i'm trying to hold myself accountable like really seriously accountable to the things that i'm saying here too right yeah and and it's hard because yeah. um I, I i think about okay i could stop for a quick sandwich but I look at what's in the breads. I look at what's in the processed meats. I look at you know what's in those foods that I'd be eating, and you know the carcinogens in the in the processed meats and, mm-hmm. and the sugars and the nefarious substances in the breads. So it, it's hard because it's it's completely surrounding us. Yeah. And even you know in in the fresh side of the grocery stores and that kind of stuff, you know we've got to be be careful because there's the sprays and the toxins and there's you know everything that's that's used to, to grow a lot of these. And, and this isn't a doom and gloom message by, by any means. Yeah. We um, might be
0: sounding like that though. <laughs> yeah. And I,
1: and I don't, I don't want to come across that way whatsoever, yeah. but it, it's like, I'd say if anything, it's a wake up to pay attention kind of message. Right. Yeah. Uh, be, because anything that we do put into and, and onto our body is going to have you know either a positive or a negative effect to it as well, yep. right? And so we've got to be careful with that. Yeah. And and it does make I'm going to say daily living a little bit more complicated, let's say. Whereas the way that the world and society has kind of programmed us nowadays is is everything is a quick out of a box or a fast food or, or something. So it's, it's, created a convenience lifestyle, mm-hmm. but a healthy lifestyle is a little bit inconvenient. I'm going to say, Just,
0: you know and, what, it's, it's a lot inconvenient and I know, I know exactly what you're saying. And that's, that's, that's one of my principles in, in how I eat and how I try to have my, my family eat in that, what is this doing for me? right? So if I'm going to reach for that sugary snack or whatever it is, I, listen, I don't bat a thousand. I, 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 but I try to do the best I can. So, uh, you know, I'm a big chocolate fan. So I try to do organic chocolates and I check the ingredients before I buy them. Do they still have sugar? Yeah, of course they still have sugar. Um, I know they have sugar free chocolates now, but you know, I, 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 I splurge on some of those things and, 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 you know, or indulge, I think is the right word. So I'll indulge in those. But I try to keep it in check. And the older I get, the better I get at keeping those things in check. There was a time where, you know, it was, you know, uh, whatever, just something quick, you know, waffles for breakfast, pizza for lunch, who knows what was for dinner and stick a bag of chips and, you know, whatever, in between candy, whatever I could get my hands on. But You know that's changing and and i'm trying to hold like you like you i'm trying to hold myself accountable and you know the older i get the more i realize i just feel better when i am more disciplined and i don't feel good if i eat too much of the bad stuff so you know with with having the fun and 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 having those indulgences i i try to pick the best of the worst if that makes sense. Um, but every single thing I eat, every single bite of whatever I eat, I always assess what's this doing for me. And some people think that's too much thinking. And, and I get it. If you're not used to thinking that way, you're not wired that way. Um, I've been accused of being neurotic when it comes to that. I've had people laugh at, at me for sharing that. But what is this doing for me? Is this hurting me or is this helping me? You know, is this bringing harm or is this going to nourish my body? That's how I try to view everything I eat. And honestly, nine times out of ten, it's something that is nourishing and nutritious. But like you said, it takes work. Like uh, I, I juice, I juice carrots several times a week. I'm one of those wing nuts that just thinks carrot juice tastes good, and you know, it's a salad in a it's a salad in a glass. So if I don't feel like making salad, I'll I'll make some carrot juice. Now, carrot juice takes work, right? You got to cut them up. You got to run them through the juicer. Then you have to clean the juicer. It's not that quick fix because you're hungry like what you were describing when you were in in the city looking for something to eat quickly. Um, But my whole point in sharing that part is that it takes effort, right? Making some carrot juice takes some effort.
1: You're right. And and when we look at what we're eating and and putting into our body – you know, the other question you can ask yourself too is: is who is this glorifying?
0: Yeah. It, in what way? So expand on that a little bit.
1: Well, just just if I look at the chemicals, like we're, we're we're discussing here, what's making us sick, right?
0: Yeah. So we we
1: know that the chemicals, we know that the toxins, we know that the preservatives, we know that the the altered things are making us sick and mm-hmm. keeping us sick. So when I look at and 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 these these are just strategies. And I'm going to say if there's a way that I'm kind of just gamifying life a little bit to take mm-hmm. out the doom and gloom feeling of it. Yeah. When I'm looking at these things now, I'm, you know, I'm looking at it through a lens, let's say of, okay, who, who, or what is, is this product, you know, glorifying, right? Is it, is it glorifying creation or is it glorifying science and, and big pharma kind of mentality or, or, right. you know, the adaptatives of, of ingredients and, once you start, I'm going to say just practicing some differences in thoughts it actually helps because what we're talking about is, is changing habit, right? Right. And, and we've, we've been led through media and life and you know movies and Advertising and everything that the world functions in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what we're talking about here is is actually stepping outside of what we've been taught. And I'm Mm gonna see what the current norm is to say, well, okay, well the world functions in a certain way that they're trying to teach us, but look at where that road's taking us, right? That road's taking us down a road of destruction and and I'm gonna say a destruction in our health. Yeah. Right, because we, and, and we can see it through the sickness that people have today. But if we can sort of step outside of that box and say, okay, I'm going to live a a life that isn't dictated that way and it's going to be, you know, an outside of the box life. Well, then we can actually start to work on the healing the body and and getting the body, you know, not only our minds out of that kind of worldly matrix, but our our bodies out of that worldly matrix that, you know, our body is a temple, right? We Mm -hmm. need to remember that. And and that's part of the, I can say the conviction that I've had through this is it's just like, you know, I felt this this voice saying like, God, why are you de- or Doug, why are you destroying what I gave to you, mm-hmm. right? And and it's like, wow, like we've got accountability to our creator. Let's say in how we treat. This temple that we've been given, or this vessel of this body, right? Because we only get yeah. one of them, and we don't know how long it's going to last. Right. Um, so when, when I look at it, it's like, okay, I'm going to try and free this body outside of the system that's making this body sick. Because you know yeah. it's, it's our heart and our soul that'll live forever, not this, you know this body. Mm-hmm. But you know I need to make this thing last as long as I can and, and keep it firing the best that I can and. And I'll tell you, like, I definitely don't want to come across from a hypocritical standpoint because I've beat the living daylights out of this body in this yeah. lifetime as well. So, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. They're, they're, it's so easy to do, right? Totally, like, just totally, yeah, yeah. There's so many things we can do, we can do wrong just by kind of living in the status quo and 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 accepting what's generally accepted in society today and the, the kinds of things we eat and the other thing i wanted to bring up was just how it can be a long road to recovery if you let things slide for a long time like i did and i shared some of this in the initial episode where i i kind of gave my um you know my my journey of how i got onto this path and what inspired me to to do this podcast but i got really really sick I was severely hypothyroid hypo not hyper Um, my thyroid was really sluggish Um, you know I went on the medication to remedy it you know it it ended up for me personally I'm not speaking for anybody else this is just me speaking it ended up being more of a band-aid did it resolve some of the symptoms yes did it resolve all of them no um, you know, it, it, helped me get a little bit better, but I had cardiovascular rhythm issues, arrhythmia issues that were uh, very debilitating and they were getting to a place where they were life-threatening. And I was told that by multiple cardiologists. And so I went for magnesium. I started taking magnesium glycinate, which is a highly absorbable, a uh, form of magnesium. I'm sure you know this. You're you're the supplement guru here. <laughs> but um, I started taking magnesium, and I was taking really high dose magnesium for a long time. Honestly, like a couple of years. I journaled how much I was taking every day because I was trying to figure out what i needed and i noticed it was starting to help me it was starting to stabilize me now i went i've been hospitalized several times with the uh arrhythmia back when it was really troublesome in my life and what did the uh, ed doc do they gave me a uh, a mag sulfate drip they gave me magnesium straight as an iv and it stabilized it and i was like hmm okay i've always heard magnesium was helpful in that way there's several different forms of it. That's probably a podcast, you know, topic for another day. We don't get into that today. And some are better than others. Um, But I did some homework. I consulted with some, you know, doctors that I know and trust. And I found the right one and it helped me. But I'm telling you, it took me, it took me two years just to get to a place where things really stabilized for me. So my cells were my, my body was that depleted from magnesium do you understand that i was taking 800 to 1200 milligrams per day orally that's that's a lot of magnesium that's that's a crazy amount it's a crazy amount and now if i take that much i don't feel good like it's too much i have symptoms of overdose so clearly i've reached my saturation point my tissues are saturated they have what they need and now i just take a little bit a day i think i take 120 milligrams per day now and, and I'm, I feel great. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, so funny thing happened. And um, this was just by accident. So I'm on this magnesium and I was severely hypothyroid. And I noticed um, the thyroid medicine was driving my thyroid too hard the other way. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was starting yeah. to get into hyper territory. This is while I was taking the magnesium. So I start to taper back. I think I was on 20, I was on 50 milligrams of uh, levothyroxine. So I took it back to 25. It was still kind of hyper. It was almost like I didn't need it anymore. Um, then I was off it completely. I went off it completely for a couple of weeks under the supervision of my doctor. I'm not telling anybody to do that. Never do anything without consulting. A uh, trusted physician for those who are listening just sharing my story here and eventually I was off it and my thyroid was my TSH number the thyroid stimulating hormone it's the first marker they look for in thyroid disease was like stable it was like uh, 1.7 or something now my TSH in the thick of my sickness was like 10 so like it was crazy and So I do some reading. I'm like, I haven't changed anything. I only took magnesium and I took that for my heart. I didn't take that for my thyroid. So it turns out that magnesium is one of the nutrients that the thyroid needs to function properly. If you look at the literature, magnesium is involved that we know of something like 800 different enzyme processes in the body. And so it turned out that my my hypothyroidism was linked to my low magnesium, because when I corrected the magnesium, um, I've been, my thyroid numbers have been stable for years now, literally years. And I'm one of those, like, I check my labs quarterly. (laughs) Are you like that? (laughs) I try to be. Okay. Um. Okay. It's okay if you're not, because that's not normal. I mean, I'm not normal, but I've gotten so sick that I like to just keep an eye on things right? I'm not in my twenties anymore. I like to keep my eye on things. So, um, I check labs quarterly, maybe three times a year, if I'm lazy one year, whatever it is. So I'm on it. Like I'm, I'm watching my thyroid pretty regularly and it's been stable. Now, if I stop the magnesium for me, this is my body, the way it absorbs nutrients. Everybody's different. Some people don't need to take magnesium. Um, they'll do fine. And plenty of people have perfectly functioning thyroids. By taking no magnesium, and that's not the only remedy for thyroid disease. There's a million—well, um, I'm not going to say a million—but there's different things. Like you need proper iodine intake. Uh, you know, they say to eat seafood, whatever. Um, there's different things your thyroid needs. But this is just my whole point: is that we need to be nourished for our body systems to work. And when our bodies are not properly nourished, it just sets the it it it, it sets the stage for or paves the way for disease. And that's what we're, that's what we're talking about here is is proper nourishment. And so the next question is, well, what's proper nourishment? There's so many different paradigms out there. I know vegans who are seemingly well. I know people who ate paleo who are well, those are like complete opposite diets, but they both have, they're both nutrient dense diets. So different people can thrive on these diets. So. How do people navigate that? Like, how do people figure this stuff out? This is a lot, right? It, I mean, yes. for me, it was a lot of trial and error. And it sounds like you've been down a similar path. So what do people do? Where, where do they start with this?
1: Well, I, I would say first and foremost, most of the diet regimens and plans that are out there today have been written by somebody to make money. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a hard one for people to swallow. And, but, but it's true so when we look at the what's making us sick side of things right and, and that's the chemicalization that's that's the destruction of the body through what goes into it and, and outside of it yeah. so when we look at the diets we look at the fads we look at all of the different i'm going to say cor- course corrective actions that people can take mm-hmm. first and foremost just rethink of what you're putting into and onto your body. Because if you've got time in your life to do keto or paleo or any of these kind of diet programs, let's say, and and I don't believe in any of them, to be honest with you. um, Oh, wow. Okay. And and the reason why I don't believe in any of them, because you just told me your healing journey, right? And and your, your healing journey consisted of magnesium. So mm-hmm. what is magnesium? Well, it's, it's one of the essential vitamins and minerals that's required to substantiate life. So when we yeah. look at these diet programs that people are going on, is they're, they're, ge- they're putting the body into a course corrective action. Let's say they're focusing on eating better or you know, eating better for your body type or eating better for your blood type. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't work for people but more so what's working for people is the fact that the person has made a positive change in their health yeah right but what we're looking at is when we look at what was keeping and making you sick, it was a deficiency it was a mineral deficiency so when we look at the foods that people are eating nowadays and and i've done some testing on this and you know we can do a, a video presentation sometime whereas we can test the foods for mineral content. But we look back, you know, a few generations ago and people predominantly got out of the earth and and off of a tree. And I'm gonna say that the foods that they were eating, the foods that they were harvesting, the vegetation that was being created was mineral dense and and rich in vitamins, right? Mm -hmm. So it was giving the body what it needed to function properly. Now with the amount of chemicals that have been introduced into the soils, with the amount of over-harvesting, with the amount of GMOs, with the amount of just, I'm gonna say, destruction to the food system, is, mm-hmm. is our foods give us substance, but our foods aren't giving us the nourishment that they used to, right? Right. And when, so when we look at the diet plans, most of the diet plans are, hey, cut out the sugar, cut out the breads, cut out the yeast, cut out, you know, the different things that are, are making the body sick. But what are those products that those diet programs are saying cut out? Well, it's chemically heavily, you know, GMO and adapted foods that they're getting rid of. So, yes, of course, it's going to make a difference for the body. But what we what we really, really need to focus on and, and the best, I'm going to say, diet, lifestyle, health program we can do is just look at getting the most natural substances into our body that haven't been altered by man getting good nutrition getting good minerals you know good multivitamins, and and the proper supplementation that the body needs and people don't need to be taking 20 and 30 different supplements most people are over supplementing themselves as well but they just need to take the right things and when we look at minerals and you know trace minerals and and vitamins those are the spark plugs of life. Those are the things that are firing the small impulses in the brain, in the heart, in the lungs, in the body that basically give it its electrical current to function properly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is what—and this is what you were deficient of—is is your body wasn't making those connections, so it was essentially kind of shutting down on itself. So, yeah, you know what we're talking about here isn't a diet, lifestyle, health program that we can write a book about and make a whole bunch of money. It's actually common sense, right? And yeah. and, and it just goes back to the point of what we opened up this discussion with is, is there is an attack on us as people and we need to take accountability and responsibility for our own lives if we're going to get the best out of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and you know, I I can't emphasize this enough. This is this can be a difficult journey when somebody's by themselves, and um, you know, one of the primary uh, type of guests that we've had on this podcast have been functional medicine doctors in different countries, and all of them um, are awesome, and I just think that if somebody is trying to make this change and they need need to navigate these things and they need to find out what they're deficient in. That's not always in standard lab work that you get at your primary care physician. Um, You know, some of these things can be more difficult to test for. And so when you find a functional medicine doctor, whether it's a naturopath, a holistic practitioner, um, you know, whoever, the testing diagnostics they use are completely different. And I don't know how much You've had experience with this yourself, Doug, but, but I have. And they're much more detailed. They're not the standard labs that somebody would run. And sometimes they find things that you might not find in a standard lab because it's hard. I mean, I suspected I was low in magnesium. And I was just for me, it was just a, a fortunate guess in some ways based on the research I was doing. I was reading. Um, but, you know, magnesium labs don't tell you much. It's actually a very difficult mineral to test for. And the most common one is the serum magnesium, which tells you nothing as far as what's in your body intercellular levels. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I would, I would go to the doctor when I was in the thick of this illness, just starting magnesium, still very low in it. And they'd run my serum magnesium. Oh, yeah, your serum magnesium was high. Don't take so much. Um, Well no it was high because I took it an hour prior to my doctor's appointment but I'm sure by the end of the day my tissues sucked that up because they needed it because they were so depleted and it took me two years to replete my levels so this can be just such an overwhelming journey to take on if somebody's by themselves Um, sometimes a good functional medicine doctor is helpful now not every naturopath out there is fantastic. I'm not saying that. Um, I've met great doctors in the allopathic realm and I've met great doctors in the naturopathic and I've had the opposite. So it's somebody that works with you to help you find your health goals and determine them through a logical process. Um, But I just think sometimes a doctor or a practitioner that is in the know on this stuff can be helpful to guide someone in that journey what do you think
1: i agree i agree and and what we're talking about today here is strictly common sense the way i look at it yeah um and and i don't want to you know be perceived as as giving medical advice or anything like that but just taking an absolute common sense approach to wellness and and what is interfering in their body and and how so and like i say i believe I, I personally believe it it, it comes to us, you know, from a from a spiritual assault and a, an attack on us as people, um, like we, mm-hmm. we opened up with, and and some people may agree with that and some people may not, and hey, that's okay as well. Um, but the one <laughs> thing that I hope that we can all agree on is is the poisoning and the toxicity and, and what we're doing to our bodies is what's making us sick. And until yeah. we address that um we we can read books we can look at diets we can we can do all of these kind of potential fads to try and and make us better but we've got to always look at the what's what's the cause of the right and and until we address that it just continues to be this perpetual hamster on the wheel trying to solve an issue
0: it's not just the food it's it's just our lifestyle habits in general
1: Exactly. It's the soaps that we use, the shampoos, the sprays in the house. Like it, it's a matter of just I'm gonna say making that overall lifestyle adjustment to a chemical free way of living and getting away from substances, particles and products that have been heavily tampered with by man and just getting life back to the raw purest, most natural forms of being. And it's, and it's small decisions. Like look at the salt that you use, look at the shampoo you use, look at, you know, for, for people that wear makeup, look at the makeup, you know, looking at at foods. And, and just rather than taking for granted that the way that somebody has been living for years is the right way, just question everything, you know, when you, when somebody picks up that can of soup or, or something, it's like, okay. What were those guys talking about that's, that's either going to, you know, positively impact or negatively impact my life and just making one small decision at a time. And those one small decisions at a time leads to an overall course correction. If you try and flick a switch and say, okay, I'm going to change overnight. Well, it's just like people that come new year's day and say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to do all this kind of stuff. You know, by January third, they're right back to the to the regular lifestyle again. It, yeah. It's just a matter of starting yeah. to retrain your your mind and your brain that each small little decision makes a big difference, and it's creating a new mm-hmm.
0: habit. Yeah, and you know, you you said something there that that sparked a thought in that. You said to ask questions, and I agree with you. We need to ask questions. We need to question things. Um, When I had my... uh, I had a cardiac ablation um, as part of my recovery. Um, Not sure if you're familiar with with the procedure, but, you know, they put some catheters inside your heart if you're having erratic rhythms, and they use these catheters to actually burn and create scar tissue to short the short circuit. And so it has a corrective... Uh, outcome if it's done properly now I went to a surgeon that I um, had recommended to me and I did my homework on him and he was one of the top five in the world and I questioned him I questioned everything like I interrogated this guy I think I had three or four appointments where I just came in to ask him questions and he answered my questions and he was extremely helpful and he was a great guy and he was confident and he had a Very impressive resume he had very good a good track record his colleagues spoke extremely highly of him so i asked questions and i did my homework and i was blessed enough to be uh put with this you know put under the care of this surgeon who was okay with questions but the reason i say that is some doctors don't like questions they don't want you to question them and that becomes a problem that there, there's this, there's a God complex in medicine sometimes, not always, there's great docs out there, but some of them don't want to be questioned. Some of them don't even want to explain why they're putting you on a particular protocol. And for me, that's a red flag. Like I've had to, I've had to fire a lot of doctors in my lifetime because it just, it wasn't a good fit. It's like, okay, I don't know about this individual because they're, uh, You know, they don't like the questions. I'm going to ask questions. You want me to take something? I'm going to ask a question. If you want me to make a shift in my life that might not make sense to me or or take a substance, a pill or whatever it is, I want to know what that pill is doing and why I'm taking it and how long I need to be on it. Well, and here's a question to
1: ask your doctor. What's making me sick? Because how can your doctor make you better if you can't understand what's making you sick in the first place.
0: I don't think they always know the answer. What's the what's the word they throw around in medicine? Idiopathic? Yeah. And not not to knock it, sometimes they don't know, right? We don't we don't know why every single person gets sick and what diseases they get. Obviously genetics, lifestyle, a lot of these things play into this.
1: Yeah, but we we can we can also reverse genetics, you know, the lifestyle, it it goes back to the, the the stress and the destruction that we put on our bodies through the things that aren't meant to be in our bodies so you know when back to that question is hey doc what's making me sick well you've got inflammation you've got oxidative stress you've got this you've got that you've got the other thing okay what's causing that what's causing that and and, and conti- continue to peel back the layer of the onion of what's causing that okay oh you've got inflammation okay what's causing the inflammation? you know, well, it's a reaction. Okay, what's causing the reaction? And if we can peel the layers of the onion back, you know, continually on this, it's going to lead us right to what we're talking about here today is is the destruction, the stress, the chemicals, and the environmental impacts that we're putting onto our body and all of those things that the doctor is trying to course correct is a reaction thereof.
0: Yeah. And they have a difficult job. They do. You know, in all fairness, like doctors trying to navigate this and trying to Determine why somebody's ill and what what course to take, and I'm talking, you know, functional medicine docs and um, allopaths. The same, it's a difficult job, you know, to to make to try to help somebody heal and recover. Um, I don't envy that task. It's probably rewarding. I'm sure it is. A lot of doctors have told me their work is rewarding. That's why they go into that. Um, field because they they desire to help people and and you know God bless them because we need those people. Um, but it's difficult. it's difficult. And um, you know that doctor-patient relationship I can't emphasize how important that is and and if people see a doctor and it's not a good fit and it's not working out, and, and they don't feel like there's a chemistry, they might have to have... They, it's okay to have that courage to just not go see that physician again and go see another one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're in, you're in the U.S. or Canada, there's a lot of them. So you can go find another one if you need to. And the same goes for naturopaths. You know, sometimes naturopaths, some of them um, can have this tunnel vision as far as uh, the way they heal things. Um, you know, I remember this one naturopath had a, uh, a colonic machine that they had invested in, in their office. So everything was like, well, you need a colonic to fix that. So it's like, oh, you have a headache, go get a colonic. Um, oh, you have cancer, go get a colonic. It's like, well, no, hold on a second here. This is, this is not a remedy for every ailment out there. If somebody wants to do a colonic, go do a colonic. I'm not You know, I'm not, I'm not judging that. That's, that's a modality that people use. Fine. Um, But you can't tell me a colonic fixes every single ailment out there. That's absurd. I mean, that, that was a time to walk out of that office because I I couldn't take that physician seriously. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that out there. And, you know, yes, there's some great
1: procedures and, you know, even in regards to supplements, you know, um, there isn't a magic pill in a bottle that's going to fix everything just like there isn't a magical procedure that's going to fix everything there's things that are definitely going to make a positive impact and and we see that through supplementation and myself being on the supplement side of of manufacturing and and that kind of thing like we do see phenomenal success with people but are is it the be all end all that's you know that's going to fix everything that people have no um, and, and you know that has't been created yet and it, when I say yet it never will be um, because you know what, what we're dealing with when we deal with illness and and, and sickness is the effect of something right So there, there isn't a magical product that fixes all the effect ups um, it's it's back to what we're talking about it's it's making the changes it's making the Getting rid of the chemicals, it's it's living a better life is the best magical pill, and then using the right things to supplement and and embrace that life are, are what are going to make the long term changes. And you know another sort of misconception people have is, and, you know this is what companies have done via marketing is saying, okay, you know in the next thirty days you're going to lose so many pounds, or the next ninety days, yeah. you're going to have this new life. Well, it's like when people ask me, you know, with with our products, for instance, well, when am I going to see a change? Um, It could be sooner, it could be later, but, you know, let me reverse that question and say, how long has it taken you to get sick? How long have you been suffering from, right? Because, you know, when we look at somebody that's in their 40s and 50s, their illness, you know they may have been to the doc, and the doc just you know said that okay you've got such and such a condition but that condition didn't come on overnight that condition yeah. started at a young age and it's just taken the body this long to finally you know throw the alarm bells off to say hey okay enough is enough i'm sick here so when we look at it's taken the body years and years and years to deteriorate to a point where now it's in a sick care mode when we look at the course corrective actions and I'm going to say supplementation and these kind of things, be prepared that it's going to take some time to start getting the body back on the right track again. And you know, yeah. that there's nothing that we can pour into a bottle or put into a capsule that you're going to go home and you know and say, "Okay, I'm a I'm a new person." People will start to feel better and different just because there's some great things happening in their body. But it, it's going to take months or years in, in order to really get the body, you know, relearned, right, and, and, and cleaned yeah. and reprogrammed. And it's, it's like an athlete, right? An athlete trains for months and months and months to have their body ready for a particular sport, and the, and the body's trained to do so. We have to do the same with our body and ourself, and, you know, you know, our body is continually regenerating itself but each batch of new cells has to continue to learn from the old ones and, and get better and better. So, you know, yep. it, it takes time to rejuvenate the body to a point where the old is gone and the new is here.
0: Yep, definitely. And, um, you know, what a, what a great note to end on because our time is running out. Uh, Doug Godkin from AMIO Life, our, uh, our co-host sitting in the co-host chair today. Um, this was fun, and I know I know we've talked about doing many other topics, and uh, we'll we'll definitely have you back um, because I just think you have a very uh, a compelling point of view that the world needs to hear right now. And so I just appreciate you coming and hanging out with us today, and um, I, I can't wait to have you back, man. Thanks, thanks for being here, Doug.
1: Thanks for having us, and I definitely look forward to. What we're doing here together and, and hopefully anybody listening you know we went pretty deep today and and yeah. but I but i truly hope that you know this this will be an inspiring message overall
0: that's that's definitely my hope as well so um thanks again man and um that's it we're out of here uh find us online naturalmanpodcast.com to check out other episodes and, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, subscribe to us and, and check us out. We do um, new shows um, on the uh, first and third Monday of every month. So so be sure to check those out. And until next time, my name is Mike C. Along with Doug Godkin. Stay healthy. The Natural Man Podcast. Check us out. Naturalmanpodcast.com.